Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sheep Kishir podcast. I'm your host, Austin Crude. I want to welcome you into the show. You know, my friends, I realize that sometimes I get this feedback sometimes from people who listen to the show and they say, Austin, you know, you're often are a little negative. Maybe you're a little, I'm a little cynical. I don't have solutions. People kind of push back on me sometimes and they say, you don't have solutions. Where are your solutions if you know everything? Well, we're going to really, he said, I said to myself, you know what? You're right. Well, I want people to ask questions. I don't always provide solutions. Number one, because I don't view it as my place to always provide a solution because that's what building a personal philosophy is for. But if you really want my solution, I wrote Biblical Bachelor. That was my real solution. But you know what? They brought up, people bring up good points. So you know what we're going to do today? We're going to talk about my solution for the lack of young men in the church today. Yes, that's right. You're going to hear it right from the horse's mouth, the horse being me, on how to get young men into the church. You want to know what, not only is it what I would look for, but I'm telling you as a guy who goes to college, as a guy who's been in the military, as a guy who understands and has been around guys my age, young, tw- early 20s, late teens, even the mid-20s guys, I'm here to tell you exactly what men are looking for from the older generation, and we're going to really dive into it. So, my first piece of evidence that I would like to assert for you today, what are young men looking for? Well, number one, they want we want leadership. And I'm not just talking about any leadership. We want leadership that is old school masculine, but we don't want people who are fake. Okay. And to provide an example of how the older generation, I'm not even talking about like 60s, like boomers or Gen X. We're talking about people like, oh, I don't know, Gen, like millennials even. Um, Xennials even sometimes. We're, we're going to look at this video. And I get it's a parody. It, it's, it's supposed to be funny. I get that. We're going to get into that. But I want to give you an example of how Youth pastors in particular, how they try to appeal to young men especially. Let's look at it. All right, students, eyes up here. Eyes up here. I'm almost done. I won't take up too much of your time here. The band, if you would go ahead and make your way up to the stage and play some magical melodies. McKinley, zip it. Zip it, McKinley. Guys, what I'm trying to get across to you this Sunday is that Jesus was hella valid. No cap. Right? He spent time with the sinners. He said it's the sick that need a doctor. So he was breaking bread with the OnlyFans chicks, with the crypto scammers. Oh, no. He wasn't concerned with this image that he could portray on social media, on his Twitch stream, right? He oh, wasn't flexing, no. hanging out with the YouTube evangelists or the TikTok pastors, the Pharisees, if you will. He wasn't concerned with that. He was so valid. So students, I'm not saying put yourself in compromising situations, but the next time you're in the Discord chat or in the Fortnite lobby, Instead of fleeing out when someone's being inappropriate, what if we shared the gospel? What if we stood up for Jesus? Huh? Oh. <laughs> what if we started playing Minecraft for Christ? What would our world look like then? Oh, no. I'm so proud of you guys. When we leave these doors here today, let's make sure we portray Jesus in everything that we do, all right? Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, my God! See, this is what I'm... <laughs> See, here's the problem, man, is we have stuff like this. We got the youth pastors trying to act young, but in fact, we all know you're not. And that's okay. You don't have to be young to be a youth pastor. You just have to understand what the younger generation is facing. You know, and he brings up Minecraft, Twitch. What else did he bring up? Fortnite. 
Look, here's the problem, man. I get this is humorous. I understand it's supposed to be humorous, but there is truth in humor. And one of the truths in this humor is that the church is trying to appeal to younger men. The problem is they do it in almost a mocking fashion. They don't, un for example, I have never actually heard one pastor reference Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate did a huge number on the minds of men, especially guys of my generation of Gen Z. He did a huge number on that. No one talks about that. Pastors don't talk about the manosphere. They don't talk about, they don't talk about stuff that everybody has seen. If you go on YouTube or on TikTok, you've seen this kind of content. And the problem is most pastors, they don't want to talk about it. It's like the third rail of radio back in the day. It's like you, there were certain issues in radio back in the day. I used to be, I still am to an extent, a fan of talk, ancient talk radio. I grew up listening to it as a kid to an extent, and I enjoy it. I listen to it even now. And there were certain topics that as soon as the host brought it up, it was a wrap. The rest of the show, the callers, all they wanted to hear about was that, whether it was a religion or guns or whatever, immediately, that's what the whole show was about. And so when the youth pastors go, they don't talk about that kind of stuff because I think they're afraid to offend the women. Which is funny because... When you look at a church, a church is based upon the men. The men are the ones who lead the church. The one, they might volunteer, but the women are there to find mates. Okay? The women go to church because they want gump men, essentially. They want men who are just going to be basically wallets or pocketbooks with short hair who they are going to be easily domesticated in plain English. I, I, don't, I know, that's going to hurt your feelings. I understand that, but if you want to sit here and tell me that that's not true, I'm sorry, man. You, you, you wrong. You just sound crazy. So if we want to have an honest conversation, we need to address the real honest facts. And one of them is that the younger generation, Gen Z, even Gen Alpha, who's coming up in the, you know, the youth ministry, they, we, we feel left out of the conversation. We feel as though you sound dated when you don't bring up modern day movements and figures. You, you don't sound up to the times. You sound out of touch. And you, quite frankly, sound like a panda bear. And if we wanted to go see a panda bear, we'd go to the zoo, not to church. One, another point, just to prove my... Okay, here's the other side of the coin. We're talking... I talked a little bit about the secular men. We're going to talk a little bit about the guys who were raised in the church. You know, by these so-called pinnacles of masculinity, these godly men in church. These are the kind of men that are in church. You can tell who's been raised in church and really who hasn't. Because the guys who were raised in church, they sound like this. Hey, I was looking through the book of Joshua and I realized I didn't have yours. Numbers? Oh. Uh, hey, hey girl, uh, are you Jericho? Because I'm falling for you. Did it hurt? Uh, it looks like it hurts. I mean, when what? you fell from heaven. Oh. Oh, hell no! See, this is what... This is, see, this is, the, this is the problem. This is another problem with the church, and this is why young men are leaving. Because young men are raised to be like... If you were raised in the church, you were raised to be like this guy. You were taught that, oh, if I just be this this pinnacle of masculine, of godly masculinity... Then I'm, then I'm going to find the right woman and everything's just going to work out for me. Meanwhile, your so-called right woman 
sees you as the guy that she's going to get with it when she's 30 and has had her fun and wants to settle down and she's tired of hookup culture. That's when she's going to get with you. Not when she's 18. Not when she's 16. Not when she's 22. No, no, she's not. Mm -mm. With rare exception. There are some exceptions. But the exceptions make the rule. They are not the disprovers of the rule. And it's sad. I, you know, I wish I could sit here and tell you that you sound like this guy. Let's, 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 let's hear him again. Hey, I was looking through the book of Joshua and I realized I didn't have yours. Numbers? Oh. See how goofy that is? You see how cringy that is? See, if you... Let me, guys, this is a pro tip. I don't care if you're religious or not religious. If you're nervous around women... They can, you kind of smell it on you, number one. And number two, it proves you got nothing else going on. Because if you're, if you are distressed about being turned down by a woman, that means you ain't got jack going on in your, in your life. Because let me tell you something. I don't care about when it comes to, I don't even approach women, dude. I don't. You know why? I ain't got time for it. I seriously don't. Between this show and the, and the other side hustles I got going on, I ain't got time to be out here being like, um, uh, hey, uh, uh, Sabrina, uh, will you go out with me? What? I ain't got time for that. What are you, nuts? Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. I ain't got time for that. No. In fact, when, here's the problem. And not only do I not have time for it, it just doesn't work. Because then, if men figure this out, which some men don't, but some men do, they leave the church they don't come back because they realize you set me up for failure i grew up in this bubble the bubble burst and now I, i'm done with it i can't and then the women also lose because then the women end up making content like this let's get into this video because then the women get start making content like this everything's gonna be fine it's just a crush hello i love you okay let's break this down so the, the woman, it's a five second clip, but on the subtitles on the video, it says, sees a guy my age walk into Everything's church. Everything's gonna be fine. It's just a crush. Hello. Sees him get intimate with God during worship. I love you. See, here's a problem. That doesn't work. That does not work, gentlemen. It doesn't work. You lied to me. See, if that actually worked, sorry if you guys heard that. If that actually worked, then we would be doing that. Men would be doing that if that actually worked, but it doesn't work. Why? Because women are not attracted to men who are already domesticated. You ever heard the story of Beauty and the Beast? You ever wonder why that's a story? Because women like men who are more like a beast than they are a man. And ladies, please stop lying to me. If anything, you might be the exception, but guess what? You are not the norm. I don't want to hear this, not me, Austin. No, I don't do that. No, please, please shut up, please. You're the problem, okay? If you come on here with anecdotal evidence and say, oh, that's not me, I don't do none of that, you're the problem. Because for every one woman who says that, there's a thousand, if not a million more other ones who do do that, and you know it. You know it too. How do I know that? I go to social media. People are telling on themselves left, right, and center, and yet, I have to still make this disclaimer for some reason. I still have to do it. Why? Because people like to lie. All warfare is based on deception, and love is war.
That's the way it goes. I'm sorry. I wish I could tell you otherwise, but it's just not true. And that's another reason why men are leaving the church. Because they're hearing one thing and the other thing is actually true. And they find that out. And then they reflect that on God. See, that's a lot of things pastors don't know. Is to a young man, especially like a teenager or a tween or something like that, you are basically the personification of God to, to younger men. Them, you and the father. And they don't have the father, then the twice the burden on you. But you see, this is the problem. Women create these men who other. So here's the problem. There's a mother who will raise a man, whether she's single or even sometimes if she's married, she'll raise the kid to basically be what she wishes she was attracted to. And then when women are not attracted to that man, the young man, the, the mother will reassure him and say, oh, don't worry, Johnny. Don't worry. You'll find the right one. The right one will come along and see you for right, you know, who you really are and how valuable you are. But here's the problem. What does that mean, the right one? What does that mean? In other words, someone will, you know, someone will finally be like, oh, all right, fine. I couldn't get Chad or Tyrone or the guys I actually wanted. So I guess I'll settle for you then. That's what you're saying, right? See, that's the problem. That's the problem. You don't see it that way. Because if you saw it that way, and you communicated that to them, they'd act differently. But men, we figure this out. Either we watch content on the internet, we see dudes who look like us, or talk like us, or act like us, get rejected by women, or we get ourselves rejected by women, and then we can't figure out why, and then we eventually figure it out, and we're like, wow, I've been lied to. Yeah. I was lied to. I was... And they end up saying, you know what? Why would I be around people who lied to me? Why would I do that? Oh, hell no! Why would I do that? It doesn't make any sense, right? Because here's the problem. Even if you know what I'm saying is true, pastors don't talk about it. You don't hear this in small groups. You don't hear this in youth pastors. You don't hear this from the lead pastor. You don't hear people talk about this because, again, we did. I did a whole show earlier this last week about how over 60% of most congregations in North America are women. 60%. In the black community, it's even higher. So, of course, the pastors are going to pander to women. They make up the biggest voting block in the country and the biggest number of congregation members. So, of course, they're going to pander to the women. And in doing so, they alienate the men away. You may not realize it, but you do. And then... To try to get men to come back, women end up making content like this. Let's get into this. This is what this is how women try to get men to come back. Watch this. Listen to this clip right here. Sticking to just one woman as a young man in your 20s trying to build yourself might be the best decision that you can ever make. Rather you lied to me. Rather than running around and chasing a bunch of different girls every single weekend. You will be able to attend... I love the poorly educated. If you just stick with one woman rather than chasing a bunch of different women, have a bunch of different relationships. Yes, it is a bigger risk sticking with one woman, or at least it might seem like it. In the long run, you will be much happier. Sticking with just one is actually the most brave thing that you can possibly no. do. First of all, I just want to say, that's a young king right there. What? Oh, that's a king, is it? See, here's the problem. She would never date a man like that. I know she wouldn't. Most women wouldn't. Why? Because he's boring. 
He's boring. She, what she's not saying, let me translate this for you. Here's what she's not saying. She's not saying, oh, he has to be really attractive. I have to already be attracted to him. He has to have money. He has to have everything that I already want to even qualify for me to look at him and grace him with my conversation. And then, see, here's the problem. She wants Chad to have that mindset. She wants Tyrone to have that mindset, not you. She's not talking to the average guy. She's not talking to you. Because I guarantee you, there are guys right now who would do that for you. But guess what? You're single. That tells me I'm correct. There's two minutes of this. Oh boy. Do, let's see how much I can handle of this. And I also want to admit that this generation has such a horrible mindset most of the time. So when he first started saying that first sentence, I was like, oh, this is finna go downhill. I didn't. Did she just say finna? Oh, hell no! I love the poorly educated. You already, I, I can already tell who you are immediately. If you use incomplete sentences, fragments, stupid language that is very low IQ, I'm not saying it because she's black. I'm saying it because that's just, if, I, if, I would say the same thing if this guy was, if this woman was a white woman or a Hispanic woman or if she was a man, it doesn't matter what you look like, it matters if you sound stupid and you sound unintelligent. I can tell immediately who you are and it's, that's the problem. Oh God, I can't dude. And immediately people are gonna jump down my throat with this. This is the worst kind of discrimination, the kind against me. You're losing the forest for the trees. Let's continue how much, let's see how much I could stomach of this clip. I did not think he was gonna say that. But anyway, that was his message to the men. So I need to talk to the ladies about this topic too. I just turned 22 years old. And most women in my age range are always getting told stuff like, girl, you're in your 20s, go live your best life. Date everybody you need to date. Don't settle down with no man. Don't take no guy seriously. You're supposed to be having fun right now. And this is what I got to say to that. Why does fun mean that I can't be loyal and committed to one man? Being committed to one man is very fun, and it- What? What? I can't help but notice I don't see a ring on the finger. Am I tripping? I'm not seeing a ring on her finger. Cause I guarantee you she wanted to be married. She could be married right now, but she's not. So, um... I smell a chameleon, but let's continue. It is so rewarding. You know what's not fun and not rewarding? Going on all these dates with all these separate dudes who are just wasting your time. She knows because she's going through that right now. Entertaining a dude for fun, but he has no intentions of cuffing you. It's not fun letting dudes into your life who have no goals for you, who aren't dating you intentionally. Like, what's the point of wasting time on all these dudes who are just going to be a memory one day, who are adding no value to your life? Ma'am, I cannot take this seriously because you're... Look, I'll tell you something right now. She's saying all the right things. From an outside perspective, she's saying pretty much all the right things. Here's the problem. You know how I know she doesn't actually do the thing she's talking about? There's no ring on the finger. There's no ring. Because if she, was, if she actually believed what she's saying and practiced it, she'd be married. I guarantee you there's a man out there who would marry this woman. She's not ugly at all. She's a good-looking woman. Here's the problem. If she was practicing what she's saying, then she'd be married. But the problem is she's not married. So then it begs the question, why are you not married? Which then leads me to say, wait a minute. Maybe you're a chameleon and, 
or maybe what you're saying is not actually working. Let's keep, let's keep going. I love being committed to one man. I love the fact that it's one man in my life who knows me in this way. That I have the consistency of being with one person. That I don't have to wonder where I stand with him because we don't got a title or we're in this just for fun. I just wish that people would realize that commitment is not a prison. It's actually a different type of freedom. You can have true fun and be committed to one person. I don't want somebody to have the privileges of me without being committed to me. Oh my, no way. Oh, he Okay, she told on herself right there. I knew it. I knew it from the beginning. I knew it. She, the reason she knows this is because she's experienced it. She's been ran through at least a couple times, if not more. So she's figured this out because she's dated those men. She's slept with those men. So now she's, now she's trying to turn her life around. That's how she knows that. Just so we're clear, that's why. And again, this is the problem is a pastor would listen to that and say, oh, she's a born-again woman, and she's a good woman and a good investment and a good sister in Christ, and she would t and they would tell you to marry her because she's a good woman. And then, you have to and then you wouldn't ask, oh, okay, maybe she is right now, but who was she before? What was she doing when she was 16, 18? What was she doing in these streets when she was in high school? What was she doing in college? What was she doing in, during all this time? You know, ask that question though, because you're shamed out of asking that question. And that's one of the reasons why young men are leaving the church. So pastors, if you're listening to the show, you want to know how you can get men to come back in the church? You address these issues. You don't hide behind and you're not like, oh, it's not happening. Don't worry about it. Just choose the right one. No, we've had enough of that garbage. I've just proven that and I'm not alone. We've just proven that so many times that doesn't work. No one gets into a relationship saying, Oh, I definitely know this is not the right person, but I'm still going to do it anyways. Nobody does that. Mm -mm. Nope. Nope. And to not address this is why young men are leaving the church. They won't go to your church. They'll go on Andrew Tate's channel. They'll go on to Rollo Tomasi's channel. They'll go to anybody else's channel who actually will address these issues that they face every day of their lives. They're tired of being told they are the problem when no one else wants to give them a solution other than take the raw deal. Take, just take the plunge and take the raw deal. We don't want to hear it anymore. We don't want to hear it anymore, and we're sick of it. I can speak for men my age when I say that. And even if, even if we still go to church, we still, we see this for what it is. And we might not, they might not say it the way I'm saying it because they're afraid of the backlash, but I'm not. I'll say it. We're sick and tired of you calling us out, but not calling the women out. We're sick of it. We want equal rights equals equal accountability, and we're sick of it. We want you to call people out. If you want to call out a man for being an adulterer or whatever, as you should, go right ahead. But call out a woman too. Tell men that they're likely not the only one and their wife probably settled for them. Tell them that. You don't have to say it in front of everybody, but tell that to them. See, this is the problem. We need all male spaces back so that men can have this conversation. Men are afraid to have this conversation in front of women because they're going to be gaslit. They're going to be lied. They're going to get completely destroyed because the women are going to hijack the conversation instead of letting us cook. They're going to immediately try to shut that down. And we don't want, we don't, we're done. We don't want that anymore.
And you see, it hurts me to even have to say this. I wish I didn't have to, but I have to say this. Why? Because somebody has to say this. If I have to be the only one, then I'll be the only one. Fine. I'll do it myself. If I have to be the only one, I'll do it. But my friends, look. See, it's not only just the pastors. The pastors have wreck to catch. This is, fa this is a fact. But then again, they're more of a symptom of the problem. The biggest problem are the Christian men in general, like the, the elders, the deacons, the dads in the church, because they give gump advice like this. Young Christians, here's a dad's advice for dating. First off, everybody wants to know, what exact age should I date at? Well, there's not a specific age. Some people are probably close to being mature enough at maybe 15, and some are not at 23. It's more an issue of a heart. Do you desire to treat your date well than some specific strategy that I can give you. If you have that harsh desire, you can be successful in dating. Now, if you want to do so, some guidelines might help. Number one, plan out your dates. I found that helpful. Group oh, dating is a wise no. way to go. And just have somebody in your life that's going to hold you accountable and talk you through with it. If you do that, you lied to me. Successful in dating. Mm. See, uh, Here's the problem. You want to know another problem with the church right now is the idea of marital elitism. In other words, because he's married, you assume he's in a good, healthy marriage. You assume that he's successful. That's, no. No, that's not true. You'll believe him over me because he's married and I'm not, as if that means anything. So in other words, because he's been in a relationship for a while and he's been basically henpecked, and I, I don't know this man, he could be a great guy. He sounds like he's a very good guy. Here's the problem though. We don't want good guys. We want, we want the fire and brimstone back into church. We want everybody to catch wreck. We want the masculine men back into church. We don't want tippy toe men. We don't want shuffling men. We don't want weak people who only call out men and don't call out women. We want the men back in the church we're going to say, hey, you know what? Here's how things actually work. You want to know what happens? Marriage is not all that great. I have down times in my marriage too. Marriage is hard. It's work. And I've had to make a lot of sacrifices. And my wife's not the woman I married. She's changed. They won't say that. No, they won't. No, they won't. Because they know that they do. Their wife's going to punish them by holding their, their vagina hostage for the next two weeks. Or not two months. Then they know that. Which is why they won't say anything. Or they'll get so moon and be like, where are you meeting these women? This isn't me. Why would you say that? Gaslighting him and lying. But you know what? Here's a, that's the problem. Men don't talk like men in the presence of women because they're afraid of backlash, because they want intimacy, because they simp out, because they, they adjust their message for women. And we need men to stop changing their message in the name of Oh, we want everybody to feel equally represented. We need real masculine men back in the church. We need. That's why young men ain't there. Because you are not, they don't respect you in plain English. The reason why young men are boycotting the church is because they don't respect you. They don't. We don't respect you. If we did, we'd be in church. But we don't. So we're not. Now, is there still Christian men out here who are going their own way? Yes, there are. 
Are there guys out here trying to find other lifestyles like mine, Biblical Bachelor? Yes, there is. Because we are the solution. I I'm sorry, I can't sit here and tell you the church is a solution. And don't come in here and say, well, Austin, at my church... Oh, hell no! No, we ain't here for all that. Mm -mm. I've been to multiple churches over the course of my life. Okay? I don't want to hear that. What I do want to hear is somebody who is a pastor talking about what I'm talking about. Saying, you know what? We need to assert masculinity back in the church again. We need to stop adjusting our message to pander to women. We need to get back into politics and get rid of, uh, get rid of no fault divorce. We need to do these things, but they won't do it. Or if they do, they'll do it in, in behind closed doors. They won't do it in the presence of women because they're afraid of the backlash. You want to know something? I could go up in a church today and give a sermon and I would not adjust my message at all. I guarantee you a lot of the women and some of the men would get up and walk out. Walk out. They couldn't debate me on the spiritual, in a spiritual sense from the Bible. They could not debate me. They would just not like the way I'm saying it and leave because they're weak and they're emotional and they can't handle it. See, this is why Islam is rising and Christianity is going down. That is why. Because as, because as Christianity is being feminized, Islam is being masculinized. Now, I'm not saying that we should be like Islam. What I'm saying is you need to understand that you, we, if pastors want respect, then they need to actually earn our respect. They're not owed their respect. They're not. I can talk for God just like you can. That doesn't make you special. So you want young men back in the church? You need to have to talk with some fire and brimstone and have order. Not sound like a henpecked gump. Not sound like somebody who's been married for too long and doesn't understand how it works anymore. And your wife runs your house, not you. We don't want men like that talking to us. Because we know what you are. We don't respect you. You might be a wise guy, but we don't respect you. Because we know that you're not a strong man. You're a straw man. We know it. We can smell it. We hear it. And we realize it right away. Why? Because we've heard guys like Andrew Tate. We've heard guys like Coach Greg Adams. We've heard these guys out here. And so we know who actually sounds like a man and who lives this masculine lifestyle and who doesn't. We know who, and I'm not saying that they need a pastor needs a Bugatti and tons of chicks. What I'm saying is a man who's a pastor needs to actually preach the word of God, not preach what people want to hear that's politically correct. When we're sick of that. You need to understand that if you want to appeal to young men, you need to understand what young men are watching so you can curtail your message if that's what you want to do, or just don't curtail your message at all, and you still will have more young men coming to church. And you know what? I'll leave the rest to you. I think I've made my point. I've given you solutions that could save the Christian church, especially in North America. If you don't like it, that's too bad. Too dang bad. I don't care. Because if you have anything you want to say that's, at, that's proven me factually wrong, please hit up my Twitter page, at Sheep Get Sheared. My DMs are wide open. I encourage you to contact me. We can have a, a respectful conversation. You can leave it in the comment section. All I ask is you keep it respectful. But this is why I believe in having your own personal philosophy, not just following what anybody tells you to do. Because it takes 
tremendous courage to be a thinker, not just someone who just goes along with the program. My friends, stay vigilant, stay informed, and question everything that comes your way, because it can only benefit you. I'm out of here. Peace.